You're listening to Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Radio. I'm George Thomas here in Boulder, Colorado. Be sure to subscribe to our Twitter feed at Over the Top Cycling and Facebook, Over the Top Cycling as well. And check out our new website at overthetopradio.net. Today we're going to be chatting with Glenn Johnson, excellent cyclist, uh, coach out in Vancouver, Washington. Glenn, really appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, George. Uh, Glenn, I met you a few years ago out at Race Across Oregon, an ultra-cycling event, and uh, you had a, a great performance out there. Tell us a little bit about that and how you got into cycling in the first place. Well, you know, the funny thing is that was my first bike race ever. I had done a couple of triathlons, just real short sprint triathlons, but I was actually uh, doing some research for a homework assignment I was going to give my class. I was teaching an endurance class at Clark Community College in Vancouver, Washington, and I came across your site, and I actually saw a little an ad from somebody in your blog who was looking for somebody to participate as part of a two-man team. They said, I have a crew, I have a vehicle, we just need one person to show up and ride. So I swallowed a, my throat really heavy and contacted them. We chatted for a little bit, and I ended up saying yes. And that's how it all started, and I fell in love with the sport right then and there. So how did you even get involved in cycling in the first place? Uh, what were your sports interests up until then? You know, I have really little sport interest at all. I'm not an athlete. I wouldn't consider myself an athlete. I cannot. I have zero eye-hand coordination. I grew up in the Mojave Desert out in Lancaster area, and the only way to get around was to ride my bike. I Before I had a driver's license, I would have to ride my bike or not go anywhere because we were kind of, kind of out in the boonies. And it just became a means of transportation and for fun and for play. When I was in the Navy, I wanted to get off the ship, and I got on a bike and would just go out and ride and explore Virginia. Then I got out of the Navy and I bought a mountain bike and I was living in San Luis Obispo and I just started riding this mountain bike. I had no training and just would follow tire tracks and I figured if somebody else could, could ride it, so could I. And I would commute and it was my escape, it was my stress relief, it was my entertainment and of course it was my exercise and it just sort of led on and on and on and mostly I was a mountain bike. That I really consider my true love, but when I moved to L.A. several years later, it became so impractical to drive to the mountains, ride my bike, and then sit and stop and go traffic on the way home. Trying to use a clutch with really tired legs just spoiled all the benefit from me, so I started riding a road bike. Actually, I'll say it was in 2003, Lance Armstrong was going for his third win, I believe, fourth win. And so I wanted to see who this Lance Armstrong character was. (laughs) And so I watched watched the Tour de France, and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. I've got a a road bike in my garage that that my dad had left at my house. So I went out and went for a ride, and, and that really hooked me. I hadn't really ridden a road bike with very much seriousness and hadn't really seen much of it i I was not oblivious to road racing but it had never been in my radar in my presence i'd never i'd never watched it before that uh, 2003 tour de france now i'm curious you're a very ensconced california person i mean lancaster i'm thinking palmdale that is some hot (laughs) 
<laughs> climate. And now you're in Vancouver, Washington. What was it like for you to go from the uh, arid California areas up and up to the cold rain of Washington? Well, there certainly was a culture shock and a weather shock, but part of the reason I came up here, the primary was a job, but the secondary reason was for the rain, because I grew up without rain. I grew up out in the desert, and it rains, you know, I don't know, a, a few inches a year. When I, um, after I graduated high school, I, I joined the Navy, partly because I wanted to see water. Water, water everywhere. It was great. And so I moved up here because I wanted to see green, and I got it. It is beautiful. It's green. It rains a little more than I would like. Uh, more days a year than I would like, but mostly the rain, when it does rain, is just really nice and soft and, and very pleasant. You're listening to Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Cycling. I'm George Thomas. We're visiting with Liv Fitz, Glenn Johnson. Now, Glenn, I may be wrong here, but just in my mind, when I first met you, I had the impression you were kind of a corporate guy, and now you've branched out into your own coaching business. Is that sort of correct? <laughs> well, I was working at a corporate fitness center um, for many years down in Los Angeles and then up here in uh, Vancouver, and that's how I came up here. Um, and now I'm teaching college. I'm teaching health and fitness and nutrition at community colleges and nursing colleges. And so I did branch out to be more of an entrepreneur. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit, but my main drive in life is to help prevent lifestyle illnesses that so many people get from their lack of exercise and their poor eating habits. And a lot of it is is knowledge, and that's what I do at school, but uh, also a lot of it is just kind of having the right mindset. And so I, I consider myself a coach in that I help people find ways to incorporate good health and fitness into their life. I'm, I'm not a diet fan. In fact, I, I recommend no diets. I have a few that people are really uh, oftentimes best used at the beginning when they're going from their mayhem eating willy-nilly whatever they want whenever they want. And I help guide them with some directed eating and then I coach them to kind of do away with uh, a strict guide, but still be able to have the freedom to eat whatever they want without spoiling their health. Now, how did Live Fit come about? I was working at a, a, a private athletic club in downtown Portland, and I was looking at all these different pieces, and it was all these separate things. They would have fitness programs and then they might have a speaker come and talk about nutrition and then they have some other fitness program but nothing really tied it all together and kind of held people's hand to show them step one step two step three step four and so me and my co-worker <coughs> we uh, started a program that was essentially lifted and we would meet once a week for 12 weeks with everybody who was interested in it it was a paid program, and it involved testing, pre- and post-testing, so they could see numbers, how much, uh, not only weight they lost, but how much uh, strength and fitness they, they gained and improved, and how much size they changed, and body fat, body composition they changed. Um, and they would do personal training, and we would meet with them every week and give them supplemental information along the way. So we really did hold their hand and show them how to live a healthy lifestyle. We'd bring in 
guest speakers, we'd show them real life situations, we'd you know have them discuss too. It wasn't just a it wasn't a lecture; it was more like a roundtable discussion because everybody has their own uh, unique personal habits and and likes and dislikes, and so all those people speaking together helps others and sometimes light bulbs just go off and we can almost see it in their eyes when they get an idea that they had just never quite connected the dots to. So I had this program and it worked really, really well until the that company um, downsized and changed, reorganized a little bit, laid me off. So I decided to take my program and put it online. And that's when I started livefitlean.com. Uh, I started a podcast called Live Fit Podcast. I also have uh, a newsletter and articles that I put out once or more a week just to try to keep that information out there and and give people information on things that they want to know. When somebody asks me a question, generally I think, well, if one person's interested, somebody else probably is too. So I usually write an article or do a podcast on it. Now, how can people get in touch with you? Go to your website? Yeah, Live Fit Lean. Dot com Lena is an L-E-A-N, or they could also go to livefitpodcast.com. And do you coach online? I also know that you have athletes. Um, what do you specifically specialize in? Uh, I specialize in health coaching, and that's going to um, involve anything that is, is health-related. So whether somebody wants to lose body fat, gain muscle, maintain if they want to improve their fitness. And I also and I also do some coaching for cyclists because I started on myself, had a lot of practice on myself, and I've done a little bit of coaching or con- consulting more likely over the years. But recently, over the last year or so, I've been consulting uh, for longer term with, with people. Um, so I would say my forte really is health coaching, and I have several ongoing clients, and I can do it over the phone, text message, and email whatever they need, whatever works, um, as often or as infrequent as, as they need. Sometimes I'm just here for them to ask questions. Other times, every day I say, okay, what'd you eat today? And really have to pester them. Some people need that. Some people don't. Whatever it takes. And that's, that's what I do is just help them find a way to make good, healthy living part of their life. So you almost sound like a life coach. Yeah, I guess so. I don't, I don't really delve into finances or career or business or relationships so much. I, it's, it's really angled at their good health, but of course that's what makes up their life because if somebody's not feeling good, if they're ill, if they're taking tons of medicine and spending time in doctor's offices, that definitely affects their quality of life. And exactly. I tell you, I have no greater joy in, in anything in life than when one of my clients tells me, how successful they've been. In fact, I heard from one yesterday, and he said, with my uh, consulting, he stopped drinking soda and switched all the way over to water from from Coke. And in two months, he lost 25 pounds. Wow. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> wow. I, maybe I just saved a life. I, you know, we'll see after 10 or 20 years, but... It's, I've seen, I, I had one guy call me up after about eight years. I hadn't seen or heard from him. And he said, I just wanted to let you know that I've been following you and reading your newsletter. And I wanted you to know that I'm still doing great. I'm still at the same weight I was last time you saw me. And I'm maintaining and feeling good and strong. And I am much better, much more fit than other guys my age. 
Now, I find it interesting that earlier you said you don't view yourself as an athlete because you're a pretty incredible athlete, but I wonder if that actually makes you a better coach because I think for a lot of people who athletics have come for very easily, it could be very frustrating to work with people who don't have that same drive to get out and train or maybe the same competitive spirit. What do you think? You know, that's a good point, and I do agree with you on that because I kind of have one foot on each side. I'm I'm an athlete when it comes to cycling, but really nothing else. I don't watch sports except for cycling, bike racing sometimes. Um, occasionally I'll watch some motorsports, but almost almost never. But because I have one foot in the kind of, let's say, the regular world where there's the you know people that go to work every day, nine to five, and maybe even a, a sedentary job, I know what that life is like, and I know what the life of an athlete is like. I can kind of blend the two together. And and this kind of gives me a unique perspective where, like you said, if, if I had grown up an athlete all my life, I wouldn't know what it's like to be sedentary and to gain weight when you when you sit at a desk for 12 hours and eat uh, hamburgers and fries every day for lunch and pizza for dinner. But I've been there. I've seen that. And I've turned myself around, and I've helped other people turn themselves around too with just tiny little things. Nobody wants to change their life. They, they're they living their lifestyle because that's the way they like it or it's most convenient and happy. So I don't want to come in and tell somebody they have to change everything that they're doing and change everything they're eating. I want them to find a way to just make little tweaks and weave in good, healthy living into their normal life. This is Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Cycling. You can look at our website, Over the Top radio.net over the top radio.net you can also find us on acast as well as itunes we're visiting today with glenn johnson health coach with live fit glenn what do you see is really the biggest problem facing us as a, a society as far as our overall health you know we are working and it's hard to make time for ourselves as far as health goes, and it's easy to grab that Coke. How do we get over that? Yeah, that has been one of my biggest struggles is trying to convince people that conveniences are not the best solution because you can drive through Starbucks and McDonald's and all these other easy drive-through places, pick up your phone and have pizza delivered. doesn't mean you should. You know, the simple little solutions like Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Park farther away from the door of the building you're going in. I mean, that saves you time with struggling to park, getting in and out, um, easy in and easy out, and also at least it gives you a little bit of a walk. And some people just don't like to exercise or sweat or go to the gym. I can understand that. That's fine, but doesn't mean you should do nothing. So if you can just weave things in, take walks now and then, and forget about the conveniences. They're, they're machines that will kill you. You know, I'm not saying when you're relaxing watching TV you should not use your remote control, but when you're throughout your day, see what you can do to move your body a little bit more. Instead of sitting at your desk and calling your coworker who's on the other end of the building, get up and walk over to him. It's not something that's going to make a big difference one time, but over the course of a week and a month, it does make a difference. That's interesting to me. You said you don't like diets and everything. Uh, However, we don't really, or we shouldn't be using exercise as a form of weight loss. 
And then you mentioned uh, the gentleman who lost 25 pounds by just removing soda from his diet. And it's amazing what can happen when you are just cutting out some of those extra calories. How can you get somebody to watch for that? What, what, how do you decide that this is what you need to remove from your diet? Maybe this is something that I actually can remove from my diet. You know, I, I don't have that uh, dependence on soda. When I start working with somebody, I have them fill out a food journal, and it is horrible. It is tedious. It is time-consuming. Absolutely everybody hates it, even myself. But yet I do it about four times a year for several days in a row just to check what I'm doing, what I'm eating, if I'm eating the right amounts, and getting a good balance. And I need to see that from clients. I don't want anybody to think a diet is the answer but I have to know what their diet is. I have to know what they're eating, and then we'll talk about it. And I usually get three days out of them at least so I can see a a broad spectrum of what they're really like. Because if I just said, give me one day, they're going to give me the most perfect food journal you've ever seen. (laughs) And they're going to say, I just don't understand why I can't lose weight. I'm eating perfectly. And I'll look at that and go, yeah, you're right. You are eating perfectly. But then I see day three and go, okay, I think I get the picture now. So I need to see what they're eating, and then we talk about it, and I'll say something like, okay, so you're drinking six Pepsis a day. Do you really need six? And I'll, I'll work on getting them down to four or three at first, and eventually I'm working towards zero, but, you know, baby steps, right? <clears throat> and then I will put them on one of – I have two different programs that do kind of have diets where they tell you what to eat and take you by the hand, and then the second one teaches you – what to eat, and then they move on to coaching. So I have three programs, essentially. And the first one is very structured and spells it all out for them. Eat this at this time, do this at this time. But that's just to sort of bring a normality to them, to kind of center them and bring them into good, healthy eating. And then they're able to kind of customize and branch out once they attain that knowledge. Now, at what point in someone's life do they typically end up contacting you? I mean, what's kind of the tipping point where someone goes, I need help? It's almost always older adults, and I don't mean 60s and 70s, but not in their 20s. I don't get a lot of people in their 20s, and very few in their 30s. Uh, I might get like a 38 or a 39-year-old, but most of my clients start at about the age of 45 through 65. That's my demographic primarily women, but it's probably about, actually, it's probably about 35 to 40% men. And so these are the people that have tried other things. They've tried diets. They've tried doing it themselves. They've tried all these other techniques, and they're finally right on the verge of giving up. And then they find out about me, and I tell them, you don't have to give up. You can live healthy, free, and, and easy in your life. You don't have to have this this weight, this basket of food hanging over your head. You don't have to schlep all this junk around. Get rid of the junk and just live free and easy. But of course, I teach you how to do so in a healthy way. Now, one of the things I really dislike about diets, and I've actually never used one, (laughs) is that you hear so many people lose 10 pounds and then gain back 20. Yep. What is it that you do that helps people develop the healthy lifestyle and actually keep that. 
Well, like I said, I have my first program, which is called Live Fit Lean, and it is a diet. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to. Pardon the pun. Sugarcoat it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a but, good pun. <laughs> um, but after they're done with this four-week program, they can continue with it. They can do it again. They can do another round. They can continue eating the way they have been. Or what I recommend is either going into my next program, my classic program, which is nine weeks, or coaching, and I help them kind of, you know, just sort of alter what they're what they're doing enough so it suits their their happiness. I don't want people to feel imprisoned. I want them to feel uh, like they are really living their own life and they can eat what they want. And a lot of my successful clients now, they're really not putting a lot of thought into their eating anymore. They have become so comfortable with it. They just mm. eat what they know is right and they eat the amount that they know is right. They can have dessert now and then. They can have small portions of, of things and really enjoy it and get the most out of the flavor. But the reason they're not bouncing back is because they're not, I, I'm going to say they're not going off of the diet. They're on a diet, but it's more of a gradual release from that way of eating. So it's not just a on and then off again. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. One thing that is really coming through to me is your enthusiasm for what you do. You obviously love your job. I do. I do. I, I really do. This is what I this is what I live for. I love helping people. I love seeing the smiles on their faces when they are feeling confident and empowered and just free to be themselves without that rotten basket of food hanging over them. How long does someone normally work with you? Or is there a normal time? Well, the, my shortest program is, is four weeks, and most people continue on after that. So that would be a month. Probably the average time is somewhere around three to five months. It doesn't have to be that long. It really is individualized. Some are much shorter. Some are, some are good after a month. Some, some need more time. And with the coaching, we talk maybe once a week or text or email, and I keep them directed and keep them directed. There's one person I've been coaching for about a year and a half now, and he's told me time and time again that it's because we, he's being held accountable by me. And I, I almost feel like I'm you know, just taking his money for nothing because we talk, but he tells me how great he's doing, and I, and I confirm that he is, and I give him some suggestions and thoughts and things to think about and watch out for this coming up. But he's doing so great on, on his own, I almost think he doesn't need me. But he, he has told me that he keeps me in mind, and whenever he's about to take that third alcoholic drink in, <laughs> in one evening, he says, no, I'll have water instead, two's enough. I don't want to report this to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> And, I, you know, I'm not a tyrant about it. I say, okay, you made a mistake. That's fine. Move on. What are you going to do next time the same situation comes along so you don't fall down that rabbit hole? Now, you must get lots of referral business. I, I get some. I, in fact, most of my business does come referrals, come from referrals. I haven't yet nailed that social media marketing thing. <laughs> now, do a lot of your coaching clients, the cyclists, do they come out... Uh, after having gone through your health program, do they are these me? people that you that you've met basically through your health coaching? 
and then taking them on into athletic coaching as well? Or are people contacting you to be their cycling coach? Yeah, I get a few here and there. It hasn't been something I've really pushed, but you know, people that know me in the cycling community have talked to me about it. And then when I train them, they yeah, they of course it kind of trickles out um, a little word of mouth here and there. Oh, who helped you? And oh, that's that's great. Maybe they can help me too. That sort of thing. So it's not taken off like gangbusters, but I haven't really been promoting it to take off like that either. I've mostly been focusing on the the weight management, health improvement portion. What's coming up this year that you're most looking forward to in your industry? Huh, that's a really good question. I, you know, I'm really intrigued and inspired by the shift in attitude. People are moving away from the low fat, no fat, high starchy, high sugar, and carbohydrate uh, foods. And it's, it's taking a while, but I definitely see a shift. People are also shifting more towards making their own food and away from the boxed and convenience food. So I, I think there really is a shift going on away from the conveniences. Just because we have it doesn't mean we have to use it. And personally, what do you have coming up this year that you're especially looking forward to in cycling? Well... You know, I was really inspired by Race Across Oregon. I've been away from it for six years, and I crewed for a solo rider this year, as you know. And I haven't done a lot of racing this year, partly because of schedule and partly because of illness. But I'm, I'm actually looking forward to Ring of Fire. I, I think I might jump in that one. And we would love to have you back. I would love to do it. Glenn Johnson, wonderful chatting with you. Again, tell us how to get in touch with you livefitlean.com or livefitpodcast.com. Glenn Johnson, Vancouver, Washington. Really appreciate you joining us this evening. Thank you very much, George. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. Listen to Athlete Diaries on Over the Top Radio. You can check us out at overthetopradio.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes or at Acast. And please check into our social media at Over the Top Cycling on Twitter and Over the Top Cycling on Facebook. Thanks so much for joining us.